let us record. Oh yeah, I gotta start with our, our jam. God, it's so good. It's so jazzy. Welcome back for another cognitive bias. Uh, thanks, thanks for joining us. Let's let's make some good enough decisions <laughs> together. Yeah, I realized we we had to come up with a better tagline. I think unhack your brain. No, no, I like is, I is like ideal. I, I like make good enough decisions with us. Um, good enough decisions. Yeah, because I, I think it like it 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 gets to it. And before we before we dive into the discussion, because I've been looking forward to this one since we lasted this with such ferocity. Um, it it is the definition of like um. Well, you know, um, I'm very happy for the members of Wu-Tang Clan that cash rules everything around them, but uh, Pareto optimality and temporal discounting rules everything around me and uh, come make good enough decisions with us on a kind of janky, but good enough podcast is the definition of Pareto optimal and your whole (laughs) life, dear listener is built out of it's basically good enough fucking ship it. Right. And that's what all of human civilization has been built out of. So, you know. generally gestures at everything that is the dumpster fire of 2021 and you're like oh yeah no that is because the whole world is held together by good enough the the fundamental struggle i think when when you understand the the pareto principle though is realizing where where like you have to be able to line up that 80 20 calibration with your own uh uh like level of craziness Right. So I realized what feels like 50% to me is probably is 80 to most people. And so I have to ship it when I'm like, this is straight up incomplete. <laughs> nope. Rest of the world doesn't agree. We're yeah. finished. <laughs> this is trash. Ship it. Ship um, it. Yeah. Okay. So, so Adam, what are we talking about this week? Okay. So we actually have our first sort of uh, conundrum here. We've been going through this list on Wikipedia in alphabetical order. Yes. This is only our third episode. And a new A was just added above the one that we've already covered. So oh. do we do the new one or do we do the one that we teased last week? Let's do the one we teased last week because I don't want to get blue balled about it. Like I've been hot to try it. Like basically since we decided we might talk about it. Um, okay, but so the one you're, you're right. We do have a new question is what happens in situations like this. I say, fuck it. We should do that one next. What are we talking about? Well, it's funny because I, then I went, huh, is it's not a good list to use if it's just being added to because it has a little like, you know, citation needed next to it. And I'm like, yeah, but that is actually a bias. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, ah, well, yeah, that's where it all. It's, well, if it's, you want to know what the new one down. was, stick around till the end of this, because that's where we'll, uh, uh, you know, pimp it for next week. There we go. OK, pimp so what are we talking about? What should I say now to be like correct about that is pimping crass? Whatever. Uh, probably pr- promote it um <laughs> certainly ain't easy always plug there it is there we go so uh, we'll, we'll okay later this week we've got agent detection the Which, inclination to presume the purposeful intervention of a sentient or intelligent agent say that again one more time slowly agent detection Okay. The inclination to presume the purposeful intervention of a sentient or intelligent agent. This one goes wicked deep, really fast. Like I, there are I whole know. philosophy classes about the argument about these these about this the, uh, uh, 
there's a whole argument for the existence of God that's literally just this bias writ large. That that's mostly my understanding. The watchmaker. Of, yeah, that that's that's mostly <laughs> my understanding of God. Um, is you've got you've got the parts of your brain that are really dedicated to forming like action narrative architectures and agent narrative architectures. Like stuff just doesn't occur. Stuff occurs as because of the output of agents in reality. Like there's e- even. You know, our primitive, uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to say primitive because it's pejorative. Our previously civilization level held understandings and models around like, how does wind work? It's like, oh, it's, it's the blowing of this, of this God. Um, right, it's a dragon eating the moon. Right, right. It, whatever. Like all, but all of these are useful because they're stories and stories give us mimetic and neuro, then neurological affordances that we can use as handholds to play with ideas and then do things with them. And the thing that we were basically doing with them was fucking surviving for tens of thousands of years. Um, so I, I, I look at agent selection as like something that is like so fundamental about being this like anxious storytelling monkey is like that the monkey loves, like the, the monkey's not allowed to tell a story in which there's not like a character set of like protagonists um, because that's what makes the universe go round. The universe is made out of like protagonists and and our brains crave that because it builds architecture. I was going to, it's funny that you say universe because I was literally going to say like, it's easy to say God or whatever, but being that we're here in Los Angeles, ascribing it to the will of the universe is probably a more like apt way of articulating the the manifestation of, of this agent detection, right? Uh, Oh yeah. Well, the, I I put it in the universe, and then the universe gave me this thing. But you're right. I mean, it's about. You know, the next question I was going to go to was okay, but why why is this hack built in? And you you already said it because why the moon actually does what it does doesn't really matter for our survival. No, no. The how day to day how how is completely inconsequential to the like near termist survival mechanisms we need as like anxious cucumbers to keep doing the thing. And, and agent selection is our brain desperately trying to cobble together a dead ass bootstrapped model to work with about how the hell stuff happens. And the easiest, one of the easiest affordances it has is that st- actions are performed by agents and therefore all events are agent derived. And the, the thing that that makes me think immediately is the phenomenon through the ages of like, uh, of, of punishing scientists as heretics because (laughs) they found a reason for a thing that wasn't, like did didn't hew to the right bias oh, essentially fascinating like we're that's gonna go cool to think about you know, we're gonna go put pythagoras on an island because he explained that these that these triangles are a certain way because they just are and here's proof instead of the story that everybody believes about the agent but like what it really made me think of is physics yeah. and it makes sense that this hack would be there because until we started to 
get to the place of being able to break down the idea of there being these laws of how the world works. You only ever saw a rock move when someone moved it. When someone moved it. Right. And so, of course, it was you get programmed for the idea to try to find the someone. Yeah. And then when somebody goes, no, actually, there's nothing there. And and I also then the story I want to tell you also isn't about some other agent that is the wind or whatever. Then then, of course, everybody was like, that's 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 heresy. (laughs) Go live on this island by by yourself for the rest of your life. It's it's especially (laughs) heresy because the the de facto backstop agent is God. Um, Lowercase G, capital G, depending on where you are and when you are. But like. there is a like default character agent set in our, our, our giant narrative arcs. And it is, it is the divine. And if you pull something that previously had a really strong agent selection bias, that was a, that was a meme that was just absorbed writ large. And you find an elegant and parsimonious counter explanation or counter narrative to what otherwise has been a, an agent selected problem. And you say, actually, that's not God doing that. That is just the way things happen. It's not just that that's a new idea. It's that you also made God smaller. And that's the part that I think rubs up against people in the way that they make you eat foods that kill you or strand you on islands is the, it's not just that you thought a thought. It's that you, you took our shiniest thought and you made it less shiny. And how dare you? We must punish you for this, lest we also too incur the wrath of of this very real agent force. Well, especially if you're talking about power structures. Yep. Because then you have people who took the story that you are making smaller and they they built their own empire on top of that literal empire on top of that story, potentially. And by you diminishing that, you in essence, oh wow, diminish their power. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you think about for how long, uh, you know, up until what we would consider modernity, nearly, um, emperor or king as extension of the divine is a pretty common meme in the relationship between like agent selection bias and who has the right to eat what fuck whom and kill whom type of like understanding power dynamics is one of the central arcs to the story of the human experience. Um, you're, you're not just saying that the, the general default backstop agent is now less powerful. You're also saying this person who controls the gold and the guns is also by extension, less powerful too. And, and then you definitely get hung. Right. Um, so the, the, sorry, did you have, you have a thought that you wanted to get on this before? Cause I've, I've got a, a thing I want to dive into on it. No, go for it. Okay. Um, the, the thing that people like to think about is like, well, how did we get here? Uh, how do we get to agent selection bias being a thing in our heads is, um, I'll, and, and this is by the way, I'm going to like mass. I need like a, a like a. A horn sound, like a soundboard or something. Like giant klaxons should be like going off in giant warning sounds. Um, we're not going to add them in post. So, listener, just use your imagination. Like submarine, like missile launch warning sounds. Whatever air horn noise. Yeah, air. Yeah, siren. Air soundboard for you. Yeah, should be going off right now because I'm going to say something that comes to you from the school of like 
speculative theoretical evolutionary psychology and evolutionary neuroscience, which is always like, let me tell you how the fossil record worked for a thing that was soft tissue and didn't leave a fossil record. It's like, oh boy, here we go. Um, you're just going to tell me whatever like l- relatively problematic thought methodology is ruling the day. And you're going to use that as a, as a pet theorem by which you have to jam every observation. Um, what but, it is is the alert for when we're treading on another cognitive bias. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also the, our like, own story um, we're telling it, ourselves. Yeah. But this isn't just a part of the map where like here, there be dragons. It's like here, there be dickheads. And um, cause like, you know, the evolutionary psych crowd, like, you know, God, God bless them. But there's, there's, there's some problematic parts there. Um, but one of the things that people have suggested is that the story of agent selection can be described as look, if, if you if you exist in a world in which you're competing with other violent apex predators um, for for local niche resources and s- like security and safety are not yet like Maslow's pyramid kind of steps, you're still building your way towards you know agriculture, so to speak. And you hear a branch snap. And you have the option of treating that as the outcome of a process or the outcome of an agent. If it's the outcome of an agent and you are wrong in making that assessment, you'll get fucking eaten. So the, the, the anxious ape that startles and goes into fight or flight mode at every sound because they're ascribing agency to the sounds that motherfucker outlives the apes. So like, no, nah. yeah, they're kind of right. <laughs> yeah. That's just, that was the problem. Like, that's why this got like, you, you could make an argument that at some point this, this thing got selected for and who the, who the hell knows what like this thing is in that sense, you know, one could make hand movie stories about the cort- cortisol response and, and, you know, amygdala wiring. Um, but amygdala wiring would still wouldn't cut. Why? why we like having agents as actors, but it actually might be the causality is backwards. It could be that we didn't need narrative. It was enough that we just had this like cortisol thing running in us that was bootloading. And then once we started developing strong mechanisms of narrative, we found that this reflex we had around no tree, tree snap branch sound means agent could have been part of how we bootstrapped the narrative component of this where we say, ah, and let me then use that same, same internal subroutine that I'm using to process that to process these other things as well. Interesting. Yeah. So now, now I'm being the evolutionary psych dickhead. So who the hell knows? Yeah. But what, I mean, what's funny there is it, it flips it from the need to tell stories to what I tend to cue closer to. I mean, believe me, I'm a believer in the, the power and the and the validity of stories in terms of the evolution of humanity but before that we were something else and that and that's what this speaks to which is you're right it's safer to ascribe that that snapping branch to an agent and so it makes sense that this is the perfect example of this kind of bias over time like like you said like it's you've got your bootloader and then this thing just sort of one layer on top of it. That's just like, okay, uh, cortisol response, got to get out of here. Uh, on top of that, I'm going to put 
this, this little piece of software that says, okay, that's probably an agent, but that's the safest thing to assume that it is because I'm going to get out of here, you know, carry on, right? Yeah. From there, you get to the idea of like you get to then, then when we do want to tell stories, we're inclined to fall back on yeah. the idea of the agent. Yeah. And then what it turns into though is, is the opposite. And so we end up instead of the idea of the agent serving us as a protective mech, instead of the assumption that, that it is the agent protecting us, we start using the idea of the agent to make other people think they are protected by the agent. So it's this weird thing where like, when you look at it that way, we don't even like what we've ended up building on top of this agent bias is instead this, this like, well, you know, the universe, like the universe wanted it that way. So that's why I got fired. It's sort of like, no, no, you should have, it, it's it, like, even if you, if the, if the software was working the way that it should from the beginning, you should have been watching for the person that was going to fire you in the motion out of the corner of your eye, instead of like back working this way to use the agent phenomenon and feelings to make it feel like it, 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 it just sort of, it feels like instead we've created a thing where you ignore the sound, you get eaten by a tiger and then you go, well, I guess that's what the agent wanted. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, no, what? Now I, well, so, okay. So, so, so this is, this is interesting. Um, I need to, I, I hate to see, this is why we need some sort of like bro Jogan assistant halfway through a show. Um, Cause there's a thing I'm thinking of and I want to make sure that this is the right thing I'm thinking of. And now my ancient laptop is crawling to a halt as I try to open a new tab. Start talking and I'll see what I can do. Antagonistic pleiotropy. And, and. So this is my. Yeah, great. Okay. Antagonistic pleiotropy. Great. Um, genes that are helpful in one context, but their direct or indirect action is detrimental in other contexts or against other types of fitness. So there's it's like, like why, why would it be that we have these genes that just kind of like shut the body down? It's like, Oh, well those genes are actually really good when you're young because they're required for doing X, Y, and Z to your metabolism. But it turns out that if you just let them run for 75 years, they cause things to start falling apart. Like, oh, wow. That seems weird. And that same idea Wow, that's interesting. Because what we're pointing at then is mimetic antagonistic pleiotropy. Like there should be something like an yes. idea that the idea is really useful for you really early on. And then like at, at the proper system level of observation, the idea starts becoming counterproductive. <laughs> but I suppose like uh, to an extent, that's kind of the story of a lot of cognitive biases is mimetic right. antagonistic pleiotropy. Yes, that's, that's an obnoxious mouthful, but you're right. I mean, that that's what I was trying to say. You know, the idea that I think this happens with a lot of these biases, you can see why they exist, but they end up doing the opposite by yeah. the time that we get to at least modern life and their application. Um, yes. You know, and it's funny that you take it to that idea of, you know, a tiger in the woods or something, because like this, this stuff is, it's, uh, it's why we 
all have thousands of different stories of deities. It's also why we have panic attacks <laughs> because there's no need for that level of response anymore. Although at the same time, it's like, how many generations would it take it to take it to go away that I stop having panic attacks about stupid things in my life? Also, this feels like the worst <laughs> trade deal in the history of trade deals. Right. You mean you mean I got I got gods and anxiety? How the fuck did I let this get this bad? <laughs> that Jesus. Would, if we didn't just name these based on the name of the cognitive bias we're talking about, that would be the name of that. Yeah, this this name. episode would have been called Gods and Anxiety. Or possibly just my biography. Gods and anxiety. <laughs> It'll be one of the God topics. Gods and Panic Attacks. <laughs> gods and Panic Attacks. The story of Catholicism. Uh-uh. Um it's okay, I'm a Catholic, I can say that. Um, well, that feels like a pretty good place to wrap this one up. It's a little bit short because we started late. But we did. Um, that's but the, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it. I think the MVP methodology. Well, so, so I know we, we previously tried to say like, you know, what's the, what's the, so what, so to speak, how can someone who's listening to this use this new knowledge practically to live a, a more flourishing life? Um, and, and I would say that, um, there, there are, are times in which without thinking about it, we ascribe events that happen to us to forces that appear to be like us in terms of, of that they have wants and states and needs. When we talk about, you know, the universe providing, or when we talk about the stories, we tell ourselves from our different, different, you know, faith traditions around the structure of cosmology and, and the place we hold in it. Um, those are, those are useful asterisk in that they, I think to your point, if, if they become a jumping off point for the abdication of responsibility for the causal roles we might play in the pathways or trajectories of our lives, we just kind of throw our hands up and say, Oh yeah, it's just like, that's how things happen because insert agent here. Um, we, we may be doing ourselves and our, our communities a disservice because we, we probably have control over some things. Um, but you know, a lot is still left up to chance. Uh, but you know, how can we use a knowledge of agent selection bias to identify in ourselves when we're falling in that trap? And I think the biggest thing I, I, I end up wanting to stress there is the part where, you know, cause when, when people fall into that trap, Sure, it's easy to think about all the things associated with, you know, organized religion or whatever. But the thing that always hurts me the most is the part where people give up their own agency in favor of this agent when they are actually the ones that have the power or or who did the thing, right? And a lot of sort of faith traditions sort of contain that, right? Everything good that happens is because of capital A agent and everything bad that happens is because of you. And then, so then you go through your whole life, not feeling like you get credit for the good stuff you've done. It's it's rough in in the words (laughs) words of of, robbing yourself of power that, that I can see would make you feel better in a lot of cases. In, in, in the words of, of one of the the smartest people I know, a guy named Eric Espinoza. Fuck. That's so fucking ill. (laughs) That is, that is the illness right there. Like a nice thing happened to me. Oh yeah. That's because of the agent. Hey, a bad thing happened to me. That's because of you. Must be oh, my fault. That's, oh, that's the illness. That's so that ill. For sure. And speaking I'm like, of ill, let's hit the outro music. Oh yeah, <laughs> that music's super <laughs> ill. 
Okay, so what are we talking about next week? We are talking about action bias. Action bias. Uh, the tendency right. of someone to act when faced with a problem, even when inaction, would be more effective. Ah, okay. I have a very personal connection to this one. I've got I've been grilled about this recently by people with IQs and like the four digits. Um, because this is a big problem when it comes to things like existential risk. Like, what if we just didn't? And I'm like, you do have a point. What if we a good what if, point? What if, yeah, what if we just didn't? <laughs> Let's see if that's still awesome. in the incentive structure cards for techno capitalism, but you know, give it a try. Um well, cool. we'll all right. Be back um, for that one next week. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks for, then. Thanks, for, thanks for joining us and making good enough decisions with us today. We'll see you next week. Peace.